Well, hello there. Today is the day of the Queen's funeral. Um, so I, I wrote a piece on the day she died about uh, about my views on her and, and the monarchy and the monarchical system in general. Um, uh, in short, I'm not a fan. So uh, today for my reading, I thought I'd just... Uh, read out a couple of uh, passages of Thomas Paine, that uh, most uh, pungent of Republican radicals. Uh, I think we could do with a bit more of this spirit these days rather than the strange, fetishistic worship of mediocre human beings that uh, we see uh, and have seen over the past week or so in particular. So... Without further ado, this will be quite short, it's only a few paragraphs. Uh, there is also his famous uh, little quote about, uh, his famous quote, uh, a hereditary monarch is as, as, as uh, pardon me, a hereditary monarch is as absurd a position as a hereditary doctor or mathematician. But uh, here, in addition to that, are a couple of little passages from a couple of his works. First up, from Common Sense, his great 1776 pamphlet calling for the American colonists to secede from Britain entirely and to renounce monarchy in favour of a republic. Uh, a couple of little paragraphs that I think are quite nicely put. To the evil of monarchy, we have added that of hereditary succession, and as the first is a degradation and lessening of ourselves, so the second, claimed as a matter of right, is an insult and imposition on, us, on posterity. For all men being originally equals, no one by birth could have a right to set up his own family in perpetual preference to all others forever. And though himself might deserve some decent degree of honours of his contemporaries, yet his descendants might be far too unworthy to inherit them. One of the strongest natural proofs of the folly of hereditary right in kings is that nature disapproves it, otherwise she would not so frequently turn it into ridicule by giving mankind an ass for a lion. I won't mention Charles's name here. Skipping forward a bit, still from common sense. The nearer any government approaches to a republic, the less business there is for a king. It is somewhat difficult to find a proper name for the government of England. Sir William Meredith calls it a republic, but in its present state it is unworthy of the name, because the corrupt influence of the crown, by having all the places in its disposal, hath so effectually swallowed up the power and eaten out the virtue of the House of Commons, the republican part in the constitution, that the government of England is nearly as monarchical as that of France or Spain. Men fall out with names without understanding them, for it is the republican and not the monarchical part of the Constitution of England which Englishmen glory in, viz. the liberty of choosing an House of Commons from out of their own body. And it is easy to see that when republican virtues fail, slavery ensues. Why is the Constitution of England sickly, but because monarchy hath poisoned the republic, the crown hath engrossed the commons? In England, a king hath little more to do than to make war and give away places, 
which, in plain terms, is to impoverish the nation and set it together by the ears. A pretty business indeed for a man to be allowed 800,000 sterling a year for, and worshipped into the bargain. Of more worth is one honest man to society, and in the sight of God, than all the crowned ruffians that ever lived. Strong stuff. Fighting talk, indeed. Uh, and just to finish off, here is a little paragraph from his later book, The uh, Rights of Man, from 1791, as response to Edmund Burke's attack on the French Revolution. And uh, it's more than just a response to a book. It's uh, um, uh, a comprehensive laying out of Paine's political philosophy and ideals. So... Here's a, a nice little paragraph on monarchy from that book. <clears throat> we have heard the rights of man called a levelling system, but the only system to which the world to which the word pardon me, I'll start again. <laughs> we have heard the rights of man called a levelling system, but the only system to which the word levelling is truly applicable is the hereditary monarchical system. It is a system of mental levelling. It indiscriminately admits every species of character to the same authority. Vice and virtue, ignorance and wisdom, in short, every quality, good or bad, is put on the same level. Kings succeed each other, not as rationals, but as animals. It signifies not what their mental or moral characters are. Can we then be surprised at the abject state of the human mind in monarchical countries, when the government itself is formed on such an abject levelling system. It has no fixed character. Today it is one thing, tomorrow it is something else. It changes with the temper of every succeeding individual and is subject to all the varieties of each. It is government through the medium of passions and accidents. It appears under all the various characters of childhood, decrepitude, dotage, a thing at nurse, in leading strings or in crutches. It traverses the wholesome order of nature. It occasionally puts children over men and the conceits, and the conceits of non-age over wisdom and experience. In short, we cannot conceive a more ridiculous figure of government than hereditary succession in all its cases presents. And there we have it. What I would give to see a bit more of that... Uh, fighting spirit in the British people today uh, rather than the slavish superstitiousness of uh, of what we have been seeing over the past week or so um, incidentally uh, just as a little afterthought uh, one of the criticisms levelled at Republicans is that the monarchy is a great part of our history and tradition and so on and so forth well I would submit in place of that that uh, it's not the only tradition we've had in these British Isles. Uh, the Republican and radical tradition is uh, as ancient and noble as anything else, and uh, it is that tradition, I think, that we would be better off uh, venerating and appreciating rather than the traditions that we currently uh, uh, venerate. Give us pain over Elizabeth, uh, and certainly over Charles but uh, let's not dirty, dirty our minds with thoughts of that cretinous king. 
that then is all for today so thank you very much for listening this is my tribute to the queen and what she represents on this the day of her funeral see you later <laughs>